Welcome back to Tanning in a Cornfield. I'm Jonah, and I have Tim with me today. Hey, welcome out. And uh, we've actually uh, been, uh, what do you call it, uh, improving our setup. It is an improvement now. Like I'm, I'm really impressed. How impressed though? Um, I don't know. I'd still uh, the Magic School Bus is pretty cool. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, the Magic School Bus is such a cool place. I don't know if you can get much better than the Magic School Bus. Yeah, this is like it's it's an improvement ish kind of like maybe I don't maybe know. the it's, audio it's the audio should be better, but I'm not sure that the uh, I don't know the maybe it's not as comfortable for us because the Magic School Bus is luxury, dude, compared to this. <laughs> yeah, like this is just better like sound, like we get better sound here, but the Magic School Bus is just a better place. So we're uh, here. It, it's probably yeah. How about this? This one is gonna be a lot better for the the listeners and our audience but not as good for us comfort wise <laughs> yes but i guess we were willing to make the sacrifice for you guys yep so basically share this podcast with everyone <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so uh you want to know the topic for today what's the topic uh you know how um when you do something we justify everything we do why is that um, to give us reason for doing that thing. Because if we didn't feel justified or we didn't have a reason to do it and felt good about that reason, we wouldn't do it. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we can uh, like justify it enough that we can make a bad thing seem like it was okay for us to do? Yeah. Yeah, I there's mean, yeah. certain times where we're like, oh... Uh, you're like, you were, if you were asked like a... Let's say you asked like a bank robber why you're out the bank. He's like, oh, I needed the cash, but... That doesn't necessarily make it a an okay thing to do, but he'll use so many things to justify it. It's like, oh, this and this was happening, so I had I had no other choice. When you always have a choice, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't well, know. It's well, interesting. What I really find most interesting is like, sure, it's like the going through and justifying your actions in the moment, going through and saying, hey, I thought about this and this is what I decided to do. But really, what I find interesting is justifying actions after they happen you go back after. and you change your intentions to make them sound yeah. better to other people because you don't yeah. want to, either you're embarrassed or you don't want to explain your original intentions so you go back and justify what was in the past like justifying the present tense like as you go about your life like that that kind of just happens but it, it just changes when you go back and you change what happened yeah it's really interesting how how that really changes and how some people need to have like it's interesting the justification process that we go through in our heads even perform an action because i'm like hmm because you justify hey this this is what i'm thinking of doing what will happen because of it well you always even though you don't want to be thinking you're always thinking what will others be thinking of me while i do it and all these other things go through your mind when you're thinking of even performing a simple action. Like, even when I'm, like, thinking about what to talk about on a podcast, I'm like, huh. We really talk about it. I'm not gonna, <laughs> uh, it's like, I, I don't know. I kind of have to be like, this will be a good to topic because of this or whatever. And, like, you got to it's, – it's a good thing to kind of think of the intent of it. But at the same time, I think we might spend a little bit too much time just – justifying things like of course it's a good thing but sometimes we overcomplicate the process sometimes it's just plain and obvious and we need so much bigger of a reason to accept it than the plain and obvious 
Yeah, that's definitely true. And even as you go about it, you get to the point where you think too much about something trying to justify it. Some things you just do and you need to move on from. You don't need to spend forever justifying your actions. Yeah, don't don't live in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Living in the past is usually never a very good thing. It's usually something you want to stay clear of in the most way. Yeah, for the most part, you want to stay right in line with the moment at hand. Really interesting. I don't know. I, I just think about it. It looks like how every action people feel needs to be justified. I guess if it's like if it's an important action in some place, it would need to be justified. But it's kind of like how they like try to justify um, like what they did in court. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, and really from just like a, I guess hypothetical question standpoint is it possible to justify anything is there anything beyond the bounds of justifying i don't know if there is because i think because if someone really does a good job at justifying something they'll they, they won't even be a question for them it gets to the point with someone when you're justifying something where there's no question that you're wrong everything you say you're like yep this is because of this and this makes it totally fine you know yeah which is really interesting that anything for someone can be justified. Yeah. What's, what do you think is like what you should do to, make, to keep yourself in line, to stop yourself from justifying things that you shouldn't do? What's the, what are those boundaries? What are those best practices that people can do so they don't justify things? Um, to, I don't know, do something to get away with something to, uh, I don't know, just... What, what keeps them as, you know, a good moral person? What were the bounds there to prevent people from justifying everything they could or could profit from doing? Uh, I think it's more of, like, the first intention. Because justifying in the way that we're talking about it is we're trying... Like, the, 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 the definition is, like, the show or prove to be right. If some if something is obviously blatantly right when you th- first think about it, you shouldn't need any. You shouldn't have to show or prove that it's right. You know, for the most part, that's what I think. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when you're justifying something bad, it takes a little while to do it. So if you're trying to actively get yourself to a point that you're thinking, hey, this is a this is a good thing, you're probably it's probably not. I don't know because exactly. like. It, the same thing happens when you try to do something right. When it's right but uncomfortable, it's a really slow process to commit yourself to do that thing which is good. So, so no matter what, when you get to those hard choices, you're going to have that kind of slow decision, back and forth type of process. I don't know if there necessarily is like a one and done thing that lets you know if that thing is right or reasonable, you know? It kind of has to be... You kind of have to find your own way to figure that out. I don't feel like it's, oh, yeah, this is the one way you can do it. And that's like the best. I don't know if there is a best way. I think it matters on the person. So that's interesting. That's a kind of interesting perspective because, you know, absolutely there is in like an absolute right or wrong to something. Yeah, to some things. I wouldn't say everything, though. So when it comes to those things that there is for say an absolute right or an absolute wrong how do you prevent yourself from justifying those absolutes 
Good question. Because <laughs> it gets to the point where you have to get to the point where there's defined, defined, undefined barriers. And really, if there is, like, of course, the human mind can be made to believe anything. Yeah. But there has to be some best practice or something to keep you on the track of, I don't know, going towards greater um, morality or truth. I think it's just, you know, it's a lot about like, you just got to think about more of like, I would say more of a perspective of it. Cause like you got to think, you know, like you're talking about earlier, you're saying if you did something for profit and you're trying to justify that, you got to look maybe at the intention of it and how it like works from different perspectives. Well, you can have good intentions and still do something horrific, something terrible. Even though you had good intentions, I I don't I don't know, man. Because <laughs> like for example, one could convince themselves that gravity doesn't exist. It does, and through that process, <laughs> like what keeps them on track so they don't justify to themselves that the Earth is flat or gravity doesn't exist. Like, like how do we stop ourselves from justifying and becoming a flat Earth society? I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like I was kind of thinking about how like uh, it's gone to the point that some of these things are. They say like it's a scientific fact. I feel like there's a lot of these things that could necessarily be a scientific fact in a way that like this is the right and just thing. I just don't feel like people want to put this. This is the certain way type of thing on. I think people are in a way scared to say this is the right and reasonable way on some things well there's always going to be clashes between humans because humans have different opinions they can deceive them so there's all this different effects different um things being thrown around but with some things there has to be something that is absolute even if someone opposes it even if there's not a mass consensus about a certain thing there's something that is right and something that is wrong can you give me an example? <laughs> so let's say flat Earth society. Yeah. Obviously, the Earth isn't flat. What? <laughs> but there's many that full-heartedly believe that it is. And how does a person go in through without, let's say, um, enough, I don't know, just ex- going through and learning about both these two sides, not stray into... Um, justifying to themselves that the earth is flat. What Maybe, them, what's the best practices that they can use to prevent from justifying irrationalities into their lives? I don't know. Maybe really, like, dive into deeply into it. Because, like, even with the uh, the earth being flat, it's like, if, you, if that's really the question that's really bothering you, there's such thing as a rocket ship. And you can pay and go up into space... And probably see that the Earth is not flat. I'm not saying it isn't. I've never been up there. <laughs> I'm not just going to say it's not flat. I'm kidding. It, it's definitely not flat. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I feel like, again, you're saying how they could be like, you were saying there's two sides and they could get sucked into one. I feel like um, a middle ground is best for most things until you learn both sides. I feel like it's best to take the middle ground until you actually understand both sides of the problem. Then you can make your decision. It's all about finding uh, 
maybe like the best because if you find the best like I don't know maybe like things behind it you can probably make the best like decision based on that I feel like there's a lot of times where they like as you're saying just see like one one piece of information they automatically use the justification of that one thing to say that one side I don't know it's an interesting topic I I don't know it's it, those are one of the questions that make me think for a really long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely something that you have to think about and you have to kind of analyze kind of what your perception is because really when it comes to like looking at just one specific question like of course there's things that you can do to go about and you know put in your research but for the large majority of people they don't have the time they don't have the resources to really go in and look at every single question every single possibility but just like casual things they come across in life and don't really know where to be on it but are pressured or kind of end up leaning one way or another based on kind of just who they are and what they tend to do. Uh, <laughs> you have to be really deep questions. I, I know I'm a philosopher, but I'm a philosopher that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say it's there's some things that just, I don't know, with some of those things that just have a feeling about either way. I feel like there's some things you automatically have a feeling. Like most people have that automatic feeling that, hey, it's probably not a good idea to kill, you know, without purpose, you know? Okay. There's certain things that you need to find out yourself. It's I feel like you're saying they don't have the resources to learn or they don't know about it yet. I feel like a big part of it is to just gather as much knowledge as you can because as you're gathering the knowledge, so many things will be opened up to you and so many things you'll understand more, and that way you don't have to – you have more things to use – to justify your your opinion or the conclusion you've came to. Yeah, if you can find a good source of information that is true. Yeah. The problem is making sure people know what is a good source of information and a poor source. Because if you only feed yourself with poor sources of information, you're never going to develop the capacity to really go through and find, I don't know, the fact of the matter at hand. Yeah. So it's not just learning, but being able to get good sources of learning. Here's a question. Do you think most people, um, there's the the way they get their sources of information, or do you feel like there's a lot of people that do justify things way too quickly before they have a, more, a better understanding of them? Um, I would say that naturally people have a tendency to, I don't know, what do they call it, stereotype? Yeah. A stereotype justification of something because it's basically a survival technique. Yeah. It's, if you burn your hand on the stove, you're going to be more wary around the stove, even if the stove might never be hot again anytime you're around it. It's always that wariness survival factor that comes through as you're going through so a quick justification or a stereotypical justification can be helpful. Can be helpful, and it is common for individuals to use, and that's basically the first um, taste that they get into going through and kind of um, interacting with the world and all the ideas around them. It's kind of like how they say, "Don't judge a book by its cover," but but uh, the view of the book can tell you a lot about what's inside sometimes. 
Yeah, you can't create a complete judgment by the cover, but the cover does provide useful information. Yeah. Like, it's probably not good to, uh, I don't know, walk near people that are, I, 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 I don't, again, the stereotypes that are like, yes, your mind makes these stereotypes to protect you in ways. Like, hey, that person um, doesn't look like, I don't know, necessarily an upstanding citizen or something like that. Or back to the book, like, this book was written by Stephen King. It's probably going to be scary. I don't know. Is that his that name? Is. Something King? I don't know. I think that's their name. I'm not sh- I'm not big knowledge on book authors. I thought you were going to see Stephen Hawking's, and I was like, what? <laughs> 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 I, I, I thought you said Stephen Hawking's for a bit. I was like, why would he write a scary book? <laughs> I mean, I could see him writing a scary book, but I, that's not the... Number one book uh, genre I I put Stephen Hawking's in. Uh, definitely not. Uh, he was definitely a dude that knew a lot of information. Yeah, he was pretty good at physics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was an interesting guy. Definitely. Then he passed away a couple of years ago. I, yes, I, he did. I'm pretty sure. Sad, yeah. sad, sad. I remember. Actually, I I, I remember watching him on it on weird enough on the History Channel as a kid. And uh, he was kind of cool. <laughs> That's all I remember. I was like, His wow. His computerized that... voice as yeah. he sat in his wheelchair. Yeah. It was actually really cool for me as a kid to see you. I was like, huh. It was one of those things I'm like, uh, even if you think you have some type of like a, a disability or even if you have um, maybe something you think is like holding you back, there's really still incredible things that those people can do. Yeah, and I don't know. For the longest time, I thought he was always like that and could never talk. Yeah. But then you find out, oh, no, he, he used to be able to talk. It just was like it built up, the disease built up over time. Yeah, I think his story is actually really cool that he did keep going on and filming all the stuff and doing all this more educational stuff for people, even when he had the disease going on and everything. Yeah, it's really just great to kind of see people push through stuff because, you know, it's just some things they can completely derail you, but if you can stay focused on something, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Shout out to you, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we are big fans around here. How about that? I don't know. Fans? I don't know if we can put the big status around it yet. Yeah, we can't. We can't really say fans because we haven't really um, based on on research. We haven't really researched on, all this stuff. But on what we know about you, you're a cool dude. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, justification. What a word. It is. It is a word. <laughs> In the dictionary. You want to know how we know? We looked it up. <laughs> uh, and yes, it is in the um, the Webster dictionary as well. I don't know what 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 di- what's the main dictionary people use nowadays. Um, is it I Webster? I Webster? have no idea what it is because I know there's actually like an official. Like, most people probably just look it up online. I know there's like an yeah. official dictionary that like Google and stuff pulls from. What does Google? They use Oxford languages. All right. Is what uh, Google is using, at least for the word justify. Um, so, yeah. Do you know how to say justify in any other languages? No. For our foreign audience? We, we have a foreign audience? Uh, I would assume so. Hopefully. And hopefully you guys aren't compl- Why? The, the whole the whole podcast has been in English. 
I want to know how they're listening to it. Are they just not? Are they just trying to learn English? It's a good way to learn English, it's I guess. It's definitely a good way to learn English. And, just you hear know. it over and over again in your ears until you can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and then we will slip in one Spanish word like uno, and you'll be like, oh my goodness, I know that one. <laughs> I guess they'd say it in Spanish. Huh? I don't know Spanish. I don't really know any second. I kind of want to learn a second language one day. One day I'll learn one. Yeah, and what? Just a question. Why isn't our podcast translated into like 50 different languages? I, I really ha- don't understand that. There's, uh, let's see, six letters that explain that. B-U-D-J-E-T. <laughs> <laughs> that That is the reason. But if, let's say, the listeners were very good at sharing the episode with people they know, then... Maybe it could be, and maybe <laughs> this podcast will be uh, international by the... someday. Hopefully it is. That would be cool. Different languages. We can yeah. get voice actors to do us. Well, we need voice actors, and we need people to type it out in different languages, too. Yeah, like, transcribers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they probably make the news every day, just the news yeah. article for the podcast. Yeah, because like this cool. um, yesterday on, on Tang, Tang and a Cornfield... <laughs> Jonah got stabbed. <laughs> or they talked about... Oh, I just hit something. My bad, folks. <laughs> they talk about uh, the uses of wax. Something like that. Candles. Oh, oh, by the way, we learned how wax was made. Plastic. Yeah, lots of plastic. And sometimes beeswax, if you're yeah. really classy. Yeah, that's what they did before plastic. Yeah, crayons. Cool. Yeah, so we kind of know how crayons are made now. <laughs> anyway, uh, check us out on every platform. Share us every platform, and we'll see you guys next time on uh, Tanny in a Cornfield. <laughs>